2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Kiss of Death podcast, the number one Rockets podcast for the Fans First Sports Network. It's been a minute since Jeremy Brenner and I have been together, but it is now middle to late August. We're starting to get into that time of the year, Jeremy. Football starting, basketball starting up. We're getting videos of all the Rockets in open runs, workouts. It's a great time of the year which means you and I are hitting the airwaves that much more often. Episode 29 of the Kiss of Death podcast, my friend. How are you?
3: Oh, fantastic. It's the worst time of the year. I know people are, you know, big summer fans. I'm not because it means there's less basketball, less opportunities to talk with you, Michael Brown. So any opportunity I can get to do that during the summer dog days, I'll take it. I'm in. And we've got schedule release to talk about.
2: We got some schedule predictions we're going to get to. Uh, This is my favorite time of the year, dude. We got football on. We got baseball still on. We got slam ball that was on. Rockets basketball getting into full gear. We'll get right into it. Schedule release came out last week. Are you a big schedule release guy? Because I'll be honest, I know this show is going to be predicated on that. I don't get into it. Like I'm not one of those guys. Like I look at like the premier dates, and I'm like the Rockets every year seem to host a New Year's Eve game, and like I looked at the schedule this year, and the Rockets are not hosting a New Year's Eve game. Wow! For the first time, I feel like in the last like 10 years, the Rockets will not be playing on New Year's Eve in Toyota Center. It's weird. Wow. Like, these are the things that I look at. But where are you? What do you do? You like
3: schedule release? Do you not? Where are you at? Who's in charge of this schedule? We need to fire somebody here. Clearly, because that's, that's crazy, man. I, like New, New, New Year's, Year's Eve Rockets games were a tradition of mine growing up, yeah. and to see that they get a New Year's Day game, um, which usually doesn't happen. It, we've seen it in the past, um, you know, where where the Rockets have gotten a New Year's Day game, um, it, but usually it's always a New Year's Eve game. I, I think last year was it. It used to like be like the Knicks a lot um Sacramento. it was Miami maybe yeah
2: it feels like we played Sacramento a couple times it was but... New York
3: last year too yeah, yeah Sacramento was there Milwaukee like when I was growing up was a common New Year's Eve opponent yeah. that's no, surprising sure. man well it's just but, like you know yeah, the walk- I, I, never, I never really answered your question though
0: um
3: no. you know what yeah I mean like uh, for me it it like it's big for us because then you know Is assuming everything goes according to plan, which we assume it will be, we'll be going live after every Rockets game this year. So it's big for us. It sets our schedule. That's probably the most important thing that this schedule release does. Um, But yeah, I mean, like this year, I mean, we got a little sneak peek with the NBA Cup games and we also got a sneak peek um, of the Christmas Day games, which we expected the Rockets to not be part of and they're not again. Um, But that being said, you know, um, yeah, I mean, like, I always like to see when the Rockets come to Orlando. That's usually exciting for me. And I don't have to wait very much long for the Rockets to come to Orlando because opening night is in the city beautiful, Orlando, Florida. Uh, I'm really excited about that part of it. Um, so I guess that's a good place to start because it's the first game of the season.
2: Yeah, and what's what's weird about the schedule is, and we're going to break down, we're going to go through all 82 games here on the show. Uh, we're not going to talk in too much detail about each game because we want to get through literally each game. Give a couple uh, thoughts on it. Jeremy just alluded to it. Go to Orlando, to San Antonio to open up the year. Two-game road trip, nothing too crazy there. But then the Rockets, Jeremy, they have a seven-game homestand where they play the Warriors, Charlotte, back-to-back with Sacramento, What's really cool, I know this is really important to the show, the Rockets do play on my birthday, November 1st, uh, which is pretty fun. They haven't played on my birthday in a couple years. That's fun. Uh, So they play Charlotte on November 1st, then they play Sacramento back-to-back, then they play the Lakers, then the Hornets and Denver. Overall, that's a really tough nine-game stretch to start the season
3: it is and the thing is you want to start the season at with a lot of home games and and i feel like last year yeah. the rockets didn't and that was a big reason why they got off to a very um you know sluggish start out of the gates last year uh they had the they had like a four they had an eight game they had nine game stretch where essentially at this part of the schedule they had a nine game stretch where they were playing eight games on the road and they lost I think everyone except for the one where they played uh, in Orlando. Um, so, yeah, that was, you know, a tough pill to swallow right at the beginning of the season. So, starting at home helps that. However, the opponents, it doesn't help the fact that you got to play Sacramento twice. You got to play the Lakers, who just coming off a conference finals visit. You've got the Nuggets, the reigning NBA champions. Uh, you got Golden State, another team that's out for blood this year. But that being the home opener is kind of wild. Uh, I know like the Rockets Warriors rivalry isn't what it used to be, uh, but it's still something. And, um, you know, th- that being the first game for, you know, these young this young team and the debuts in Houston for Van Vliet for Dylan Brooks in a in a game that means something like I hope. I hope they don't look at that game as just another game of the 82 game schedule. I mean, yes, it is, but no, it isn't at the same time. So I hope that this early part of the schedule will give them a little bit of momentum, maybe split Sacramento, um, get, but you get a win in Charlotte. Like that, that's in my opinion, um, not a must win, but you, you want to win that game. You're not going to feel good if you don't beat Charlotte at home early in the season. Um, but yeah, this is the first, what, like the first nine games of the season. Yeah you want to go at least four and five that, that I think is a very realistic goal for this group. Um, And I think if you can get four wins out of this group, you're looking all right.
2: I I don't disagree with that. There is a Jeremy, this next run is hellacious for the rockets you're talking about. So after that homestand Friday, November 17th, you do a three game road trip of the Clippers Lakers, warriors you come home for grizzlies nuggets then you go back on the road for
3: mavericks nuggets
2: lakers they really put the
3: nuggets three times in like three weeks for them
2: jeremy that's a hellacious run for a young team but this is why you pay ime udoka seven and a half million dollars a year
3: yeah, that is a reason why an easy you made for seven and a half million a year. And you also like you're getting thrown to the wolves immediately, and that is usually a sign of one of one of two things. Either a, it's going to show you exactly where your team is at, right? Uh, which is good, and maybe you can sneak some wins against some of these teams that may not be um, in the full rhythm yet. Um, you know I could see like the Lakers not being at full strength to start the year and maybe they want to you know not they, they don't put their best foot forward against the Rockets they play them twice in a two-week span in or they play them three times before December 3rd so that's you know if the Rockets can get like the Rockets if they can get a win or two out of that that'd be great same with the same with the Nuggets uh same with Golden State, you play Golden State there a second time. Um, so another thing, though, that it adds, um, you get these games out of the way. Like you don't have to play these teams in the meat of the schedule in the middle of the season when teams are in, like, hitting their stride, getting to make their move in the in the conference, and that's important. And also something I want to add as well, uh, we have a couple of the NBA Cup games in this stretch as well, the midseason tournament. So the Rockets start that stretch uh, November 10th against the Pelicans as part of that long homestand. But then they start that road trip. That game against the Clippers is, I believe, their second NBA Cup game, followed by the Nuggets on, uh, on November 24. And then I believe you get the Mavericks on uh, November 28th to close that out. So those are your four NBA Cup games. And look, Mike, I don't know. We haven't really talked a whole lot about this, but what are your thoughts on this new in-season tournament and, and what it could do for this Rockets team?
2: So you brought, you brought it up before I could. Jeremy, I couldn't hate this in-season tournament more than I do. I think it's goofy. I think it's childish. I think it's stupid. I think it reeks of the PC world that we all now live in that it's a participation trophy. It's stupid. It's you're competing for a title at the end of the year. If you win the in-season tournament, who cares? It's literally a nothing burger for any NBA team that competes in it. That's how I feel. I think it's stupid. I think it's awful.
3: I think there's a chance that it could be that. However, I'm going to give our listeners a, a different kind of perspective on this maybe, and maybe that will change things. You know, For a team like the Rockets in particular, um, this could actually be a really good thing for them. And the reason for that is it gives them something to, you know, it gives them a chance to add momentum and to give like a playoff-like atmosphere to some games early in the season. And that what that can do is it can really, you know, it can put the pedal to the metal like really quickly. And for a team like the Rockets, they could benefit from that. Um, I think the teams that are like, it'll, it'll be clear in these games who's in it to just, you know, it's a participation trophy with that mindset or, Hey, let's go win it. Let's go win some money. Let's go win a chip. Let's, let's start our season on the right foot. And then when we go win this championship in December, let's go win another one in June. And I'm not saying that the Rockets are going to be doing that. They have a really tough group, obviously with, with New Orleans, the Clippers, Denver, and Dallas. But, hey, I mean, you know, you never know what it could be. You can use it. It's a tool. It's a tool, and you can use it however you wish, and it's an extra tool, so you don't need it. But if you use it correctly, it could be something that you use to make what you have better. And so I think for the Rockets, It's going to be difficult to get out of this group with Denver and in the Clippers, um, especially because only one team qualifies for sure. And then you get your wildcard team. Um, But another big part of this schedule, Mike, that I don't think people are recognizing. So the Rockets that that road trip with a three game road trip, Dallas and Denver on a back to back and then the Lakers on on December 2nd. After that, the Rockets are off for nine days. And that is like a second all-star break in the middle of the season, except it's earlier. So you get, so like there's reason for the Rockets to really just like hit the gas in this early part of the season, because you know that either a, you're getting a break at this point in the season or B, you know, you're, you're playing for something more if you are winning these games. So I think for the Rockets, like this could be extremely beneficial for, um, Either way, whether they win or they lose, because I think it will add some urgency early in the season. And it's an urgency that we haven't really seen in a lot in, in a few years from the Rockets since they had James Harden.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt. I, I
3: think the biggest word
2: for it, and we'll continue, we got through December. You got through the or you noted the, the nine day layup. I just think the whole thing is hokey. I think it's the best word for it. Like, I just yeah. think, it's, I, I think it's silly. I think it works out well for a team like the Rockets, Charlotte. San Antonio. Like it works out well for the teams that are not going to compete for a title. I just don't like how I'm not going to say that you're undermining how important it is to win a title, like the the NBA title because that's the only one that matters. Like this is like a consolation tournament it feels like by the NBA and I just don't like it. Like it something just doesn't sit right with me. We'll, we'll see like, how
3: it plays out. We'll see how for it sure. plays out. For I sure. mean, yeah. The thing for- is like these games we were going to watch these games anyway. Right. Because they were, you know, it gives a little bit more juice
2: to it for yeah. me. Like it, it, it gives a little more oomph to the game, which I like. I, I like that. I just, you know, I, I got to see the way it plays we'll out. See I see how it see.
3: plays out. I'm curious. For sure. for sure. But up until this point in the season, you know, I, I say like after that homestand starts, you know, if you, if you start four and five, like that's, that's ideal. After that though, you have six of eight on the road. Um, And that's going to be really tough. Again, if you can get to four and four, that'd be ideal. But I have a hard time seeing how the Rockets are going to get to four and four with this gauntlet of a schedule right here where six of the eight teams um, have either been to a conference finals in the last three years or have been in the top three in the conference in the last three years. So that's going to be really tricky for the Rockets to navigate I think they're going to end up probably uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they lost every game in this stretch, Um, but I I'll give them two wins. I'll say, I'll say they win two games. So that would bring it to six and 11 at this point in the season.
2: So before we get into this next stretch, I think it's important to note looking through the schedule. I think this is the first time in years, the NBA has as much parity as it does because in years past you would look at and you would see, You know, the San Antonios of the the league the last two or three years, they're not gimmies but their roster is just terrible. San Antonio is no longer a gimme. And when you look at this next stretch for the Rockets, December 11th, you play the Spurs at home. You play the Grizzlies at home. Then you go on the road for a tough three-game stretch with Memphis, Milwaukee, Cleveland. You then come home to play the Hawks and the Mavericks, and then you play the Pelican or at the Pelicans, and that takes you through Christmas. Jeremy, there's not one gimme in that. There's no not one that you look at there and you go, you know what? I think the Rockets are going to be favored in that. I think the Rockets obviously are going to be a lot more competitive. We're going to get to the bleacher report predictions uh, towards the latter part of the show. You and I will give our thoughts on that. But, Jeremy, between December 11- that's a two week stretch. That's not easy. What I just laid out there through December 23rd at New Orleans.
3: My guess is they'll be favored against San Antonio because they're at home. Fair. Um, that's about Fair. it. But with, um, Vic,
2: with Vic, who knows how Vic is going to Exactly. Gonna fare. He's a total you know, the wild card. Of the year, if he's a superstar, it, depending it's on how the hard roster. It's a
3: total wild card for, exactly. for San Antonio at this point. Um, but I would say in this stretch right here, yeah, you're going to have a tough time. And there's a couple back-to-backs in this portion of the schedule as well you gotta go at milwaukee at cleveland that's a back-to-back then you have uh home against dallas at new orleans in a less than 24 hours back-to-back that's pretty stressful um so yeah i mean and then then and then the two games after christmas are back-to-back as well uh against you know indiana and phoenix so that's three back-to-backs in the span of about two weeks that's that's that is gonna get even though you have that break that nine day break in-between that's ultimately why you know you get so many back-to-backs shortly after this um but yeah it's going to be difficult for the Rockets to get through this man it's I I would say that in this stretch up until Christmas my guess is you you I'll give them the, the Spurs game I'll give them the Hawks John Morant probably isn't playing in either of these Grizzlies games so we'll give the Rockets a split and that's 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 you know be me being generous I think Uh, But I think Cleveland is not a good matchup for the Rockets. I think Milwaukee is not a good matchup for the Rockets. Uh, Dallas is going to be difficult as well. I think they're going to be a lot better this year than they were last year. Um, So I would say the Rockets in this eight-game stretch, we'll give them three and five. And and that'll bring our cumulative schedule that I'm keeping track of to nine and 16.
2: And there's there's things in here, Jeremy, that – and we'll break this down as we get closer to these games, but like the, what I look at here is even on these back-to-backs, like you play Dallas on the 22nd, you got to go against Luka. Then you got to go, you're at home, then you travel to New Orleans, you got to play Brandon Ingram, you got to play Zion. Then on the 26th, you're going up against Indiana, that backcourt that they have. The 27th, so, so then you have the home stretch from December 26th through January 6th. And it's a one, two, three, four, five, seven game, another seven game home stretch. But dude, you play Indiana, Phoenix, Philadelphia, Detroit, Brooklyn, Minnesota, and Milwaukee. Out of those seven teams, easily there's four playoff teams. My guess is there's at there's gonna be at least five. I think Detroit, I don't know, Mike.
3: I think this is a very winnable portion of the schedule.
2: That's fair. I mean, because um, it's at home, but I do think Detroit, we haven't gotten into this yet. Detroit's my sleeper team in the East this year. I think Detroit's making the playoffs. I agree with
3: that tremendously. No. But that's anyway, a,
2: that's a sleeper team of mine, like a super sleeper. Yeah,
3: staying asleep.
2: <laughs> I Listen, I wouldn't bet money on it, but I like Detroit a lot this year.
3: I'm telling I, you, man, going I like well. them better than I did last year. Is that fair? I think Monty um, Williams is a huge upgrade. That is true. You you do bring a good point with that. The but, draft
2: picks, I think another year of that, I think it's a very winnable stretch. All the So we're through
3: January 6th. January 6th. 6th. You got to yeah. win at least four of these games. I you don't care look, how they come. So. I think like Indiana is a game that, you know, like I'm like, as I see these games, I like am try I'm flashing back to like the games last year in this exact same setup. Like, the Rockets should have beaten the Pacers at home. They they went on to a huge lead in the first quarter and they they just coughed it up as in the second or the third quarter. Um, like Detroit, that's a winnable game. Brooklyn, winnable game. Minnesota, another winnable game. You know these are these are and Philadelphia. Who knows what they're going to be the, this year? If you know that there's potential for that to be a winnable game if the right players play and the right players sit out. Um, so I'm going to give. I'm going to give the Rockets the benefit of the doubt because I feel like at this point in the schedule...
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
3: they're gonna to start to click a little bit more they're gonna benefit from being home for the holidays. It's gonna really help them um, give me four and three for this stretch of uh, Rockets games I think they get Indiana uh, they'll win either against Phoenix or Philly they beat Phoenix at home last year if I if I remember correctly they did. Um, so I I'll give them Indiana Phoenix or no sorry Indiana Philly Detroit Brooklyn, and maybe Minnesota. Who knows? Yeah. I think they'll win four of those games. So uh, if you if we contribute nine and sixteen goes to about thirteen and nineteen.
2: So, okay. So we're through January sixth. I'm going to give you. We'll go. We'll speed it up a little bit. Then they go on a six game road trip. You've got at Miami, at Chicago, at Detroit, at Boston, at Philly, at New York. Then you have Utah, Boston, Portland at home. Again, man, like it's it's so crazy how the, the schedule works this year. You go – you have six, seven at home, six on the road. I like that a lot. I think it gives more cohesion to the schedule and you're not coming home, rushing back yeah, out. This
3: is – yeah, this, so this is able to a lot with local teams. Like teams on the West Coast, they'll go for – like, they'll have, like, two or yeah. three road trips a year where they're they're out for five, six games on the East Coast because that's just the travel benefits. And the Rockets being smack dab almost in the middle of the country, you know, they don't have as many of these longer trips, right? It's usually, yeah. like, about, I think, five max home or road. Um, so to see that in this schedule um, is a little surprising, um, but it, it, it does mirror a little bit more of what, Teams on the coasts end up doing, um, but yeah, Miami is going to be a tough game to win. Uh, Chicago, like these are games that are you know can go either way. I'd say I think Chicago's a winnable game. I think Detroit is you know winnable as well. Uh, I, I, I have a hard time seeing them beat Boston on the second night of a back to back in a game that starts less than 24 hours from the previous night. Uh, but like Philly on a Monday, I have a hard time seeing if if they if they lose. I think they split with Philly um, either way. Uh, And then New York, that's another tough game to win as well. I think if you go three, if you go two and four on this six game stretch, I think that's, that's doable. And that's probably, you know, decent. And then you've got three home games, Utah, Boston, Portland. You have to beat Utah and you have to beat Portland. Of course they give another Boston game on the second night of a back to back with less than 24 hours from starts. That's kind of ridiculous. Um, but, you know, that's an Ime udoka game. Like, you never know. I feel like the Rockets will play up against the Celtics for emei potentially. Maybe you can snag a win in Boston or in Houston. You know, maybe you catch the Celtics on an off night. Uh, but the fact that it's both on the second night of a back-to-back is really tough. But you know what? We're, we're Rockets fans at the end of the day. We'd like to be a little a bit more optimistic. I'm going to give them three wins at home here. Oh, so we'll, we'll say And, and at this point in the season, I feel like the Rockets will benefit from being more of an athletic team, a younger team, and then playing some of these other teams where they're not as like, they're, they're trying to not preserve themselves a little bit. Injuries starting to pile up. I feel like the Rockets won't have that issue as much as other teams have. The Rockets have been pretty good with injuries the last few years. I'd imagine that stays the same, just given the the makeup of the team. So if we're looking at from January 8th against the heat, to January 24th against the uh against the Blazers. I'm giving them 6 wins um and 3 losses. That's 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 me being very generous, I think.
2: I oh, I I think it's I think it's optimistic.
3: It's optimistic uh, for sure.
2: You look at the the 26th, so you have a two game so 13, stretch. I was
3: 13-19 before. Now we're at 19 and 22.
2: So you're at Charlotte at Brooklyn. Lakers, Pelicans at home, Toronto at home. Then you have a four-game road trip at Minnesota, at Indiana, at Toronto, at Atlanta. Knicks at home. If you were looking to take your Valentine to Toyota Center on Wednesday, February fourteenth, you will not be able to. Uh, they will be on the road at Memphis. Rockets
3: game. Maybe there's something else going on that. Yeah, right.
2: Uh, so we'll, we'll go through Valentine's Day not a not a crazy stretch there for the rockets. I mean there's a 11 big,
3: game stretch.
2: There's there's it's a couple tough games in there, but I like our chances in a lot of those games that I just mentioned. This
3: is where the schedule starts to ease up a little bit for the rockets. I would say um Charlotte's a gimme uh uh winnable game. I don't want to say a gimme because the rockets are not <laughs> are not the best team in the league and they haven't been. Uh but Charlotte's a winnable game, Brooklyn's a winnable game. I think they'll probably uh I, and, you know, hey, if they if they build that momentum from the three game homestand, you know, you can you can look at maybe building a streak here. Uh, but then the Lakers, uh, the Pelicans, the Raptors, I think if you can get two of those games, that's, you know, optimistic and beneficial. Um, then you've got at Minnesota, at Indiana, at Toronto, at Atlanta, If you can go two and two there. That's pretty good um, that that should be the goal for the Rockets there. Uh, and then New York and Memphis, again, if you can get a split out of that, that's ideal. But I I have a hard time seeing them beat New York and Memphis. I think those two teams that the Rockets don't match up well with. Um. So if we look at that, it's uh for me that I would say the Rockets go two, four, six, six wins and five losses. Being nice again. 25 and 26. I think, so, they'll yeah.
2: then, so they'll be heading into the all-star break at that point because then they'll have eight days off between at Memphis and then at New Orleans. So they'll go February 22nd at the Pelicans. Then they'll play Phoenix. And Jeremy, if I'm not mistaken, is February 25th the first time we see the Thunder?
3: Uh, that's the first time I think we've seen the Thunder in this schedule. Yeah. Okay.
2: I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss it. February 25th, they'll play the the Oklahoma City Thunder. Then they'll go to the Thunder on the 27th. They then have a home and home with Phoenix, or excuse me, they'll play two at Phoenix. So they'll play Phoenix on February 23rd, come home, or excuse me, they'll play the, the Suns and the Thunder at home on the 23rd, 25th. Then they'll have three road games at the Thunder, at Phoenix, at Phoenix, San Antonio at home, Clippers at home. And then at Portland, which will take us through March 8th. It's a, it's a weird –
3: Yeah, you usually don't
2: see the same it, team. It's hung usually, a little bit looking yeah.
3: through that. You, you don't see the same the same two teams for five games straight. Um, so that, that's a bit of a strange-ism for the schedule. Um, and then San Antonio, the Clippers and Blazers. Um, yeah, Phoenix – you want to get at least one win against Phoenix there. OKC is going to be really tough. I, I, you hope for a split there as well. Uh, but I, the way you feel about Detroit, Mike, is how I feel about OKC. I Ooh. think OKC is a playoff team. I, I, I'd be. I, I think there's a good chance they don't even see the play in. Like I think they're a top six team in the West. Um, I think the way that what they're building upon, and they add Chet Holmgren, so to me that's just like. Right there, that's that's pretty strong. Um, so I would say that OKC is going to be really tough to beat. Um, you, you'd want to get a win there. I think they'll lose to New Orleans. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think the Rockets are going to struggle here out the gates uh, to start off this uh, post-All-Star break uh, schedule. But I think they get a win against the Blazers. Uh, maybe you beat San Antonio at home. That'd be three wins for them. We'll go three and five for this stretch of eight games. Uh, And that would put the Rockets at 28 and 31. Yeah. Okay. So we'll finish off.
2: We'll finish off the last part here. Sunday, March 10th through Sunday, April 14th.
3: That's a lot. Maybe we have to break this into two.
2: Okay. We'll break it into two. Yeah. At Sacramento at San Antonio, Washington, Cleveland at home, at Washington, Chicago, Utah, Portland, at Oklahoma City, and at Utah. So that this is a us.
3: very good portion of the schedule for the Rockets because you have. To... We'll go ahead and
2: add. We'll go ahead and add Dallas on the thirty first. Yeah. Which will take us so we'll get us to the end of March. March. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. This is a great portion of the schedule for okay. the Rockets because um, you got teams here that are are going to be tanking at this point in the season, right? Assuming that the Rockets won't be there as well. Um, because if we're looking at this from what we've kept track of, they're going to be somewhere hovering around 500, probably a little under than over, but by no means would they be out of it at this point in the season. Um, right. And, it, and you know, the the schedule in uh, April, like this year, I think it went until the 9th. This year it goes into the 14th. So, uh, you know, we still have a decent amount of games going into April. So at this point in the schedule, there's still there's going to be a lot of competitive games that that need to be won and they're like but but two games against washington here are both must wins probably um you also i think san antonio is a winnable game another must win um utah i I don't know if they'll be in the running they might decide that they want to take a step back kind of how they did this year um so those are all and then you get the blazers again as well so those are that's five games you get two Utah games, two Washington games, a San Antonio, um, and the Blazers. Let's say you just win them all because we're, we're optimistic Rockets fans here. Uh, so that's six wins, and then you lose to Sacramento, you lose to Cleveland. Uh, the Bulls, that's a winnable game, too. We'll go seven. Um, seven they'll lose to OKC. Uh, they'll probably split Utah, actually. Um, and then they lose to Dallas. Um, so... I'm going to count up again. One, two, three, four, five, six wins. Yeah, six wins and one, two, three, four, five losses. So they're six and five.
2: We'll head into April at Minnesota. Warriors at home. Heat at home. At Dallas. Magic at home. Three-game road trip to end the season. Utah, Portland, Clippers.
3: Yeah. I mean, you, again, you get Utah and Portland there. That's crucial. If the Rockets are still in it at this point, you'd like to think they would be. Um, but it's this, this early April stretch is going to, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this early April stretch makes or breaks their season because Minnesota, that's another team that could also be on the bubble with you. Uh, the Warriors are a team that, you know, may need a win for positioning in the West, Miami in the East, Definitely, and that's uh, another back-to-back there. Warriors and Heat on a back-to-back. Come on, schedule makers. With Lucky Land slots,
1: you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: Um, and then at Dallas, that's another that's right. tough one to win um, on the road. Um, but then you get Utah, Portland, and the Clippers at the end. And those are three winnable games because I I would assume that the Clippers uh, would be in it at this point in the season. And they'll probably rest their starters for the last Game of the season. Um, So that's three winnable games to end it. Orlando is also a tricky game because I think Orlando will be in it at this point in the season as well. Um, So yeah, I think if you go in that five game stretch, if you can go two and three and then you win out on the road to end the year, you're looking at five and four with the six and five, it's 11 and 11, nine. You're looking, uh, look, is the right I think I think you're looking at a 40 and 42, and that's me being optimistic. 40 and 42 is my optimistic final win loss record.
2: So I like that a lot, and that's a, a great segue to Bleacher Report's official predictions for the Rockets this year. The over under is 31 and a half, and Bleacher Report's taking the slight under there at 30 and 52. You gave your predictions. Let me just say this, Jeremy, on record. If the Rockets go 30 and 52 this year, that is a massive failure by coaching staff and front office. Period. For me. They better not win 30 games. Because of what you just did this offseason, better translate to more than 30 and wins. And 40 I wins
3: would be a success if they don't make the playoffs.
2: Um, I think forty. I think 40 is gonna get you into that goofy, weird playing tournament that I also hate. I think 40 wins gets you a top 10 seed in the in the West, because I think the West is going to be really competitive. Look, man, my official prediction for the year is I think the Rockets are going 42 and 40. So I think you and I are close. I think the Rockets are going to be a lot better than people predicted. I think this Jock Landale uh, injury, I think we've got to talk about. I hope it's not serious because if it is, the Rockets
3: need some help up front. It's serious for Australia. It's not serious for the Rockets. Yeah. I imagine he'll be there for camp.
2: I hope I hope so. Because if not, the Rockets need to figure out the big man situation behind shang who's looked great in the offseason. I hope he translates it to the regular season. Uh, I'm going 42-40, and 40, man. I think this is a playoff team. I think the schedule's tough. But I also think it sets up really well for the Rockets with multiple extended home uh, uh home stance i think you know the the road games are going to be tough obviously the nba stuff just as a whole man i mean this schedule is not easy but nobody's going to have an easy schedule this year because i think the nba again has a lot more parity than it's had parity is
3: there for sure i think so um, There's a i lot would of say this there. like for the rockets um 40 and 42 was equivalent to the 10 seed last year yeah so the thing is like I don't know if how the Rockets can classify this season as as a failure or a success. Um, Cause ultimately at the end of the day, this team is coming in and they want to win, like they want to win and go to the playoffs. Like they have that goal in mind. Um, yeah. So if that's what they're basing failure and success off of, it's going to be a it's, a, it's a lofty goal to set for themselves. I get like, they, they have invested a lot in, in, um, in Van Vliet and in Brooks, Um, and you know, a bunch of other veterans on the roster as well. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's, you know, like if that's what they're going for. And then at the deadline, they, they try to go by if they're in a position to that being said, the focus on this team should still be your, your six pack, your core six, uh, Jalen green, opera and Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, Amen, Thompson, and Cam Whitmore. And those six, I mean, and it's going to be difficult for the Rockets to balance trying to win basketball games and playing your least experienced players on the roster. So I would say for the Rockets, it's going to be a trial and error thing. Like it's going to, like they're going to have some growing pains early in the season um, as every team does that has a new coach. Um, but you would hope that because the Rockets have, A really good coach arguably one of the better coaches in the nba that they would be able to uh to to not have as harsh of a growing pain now that being said um like it's going to be like if you say they're the 10th seed which five teams are under them i think it's very safe to say that um that the blazers would be the the Blazers are probably going to be the worst team in the West, assuming that they trade Damian Lillard and that that whole saga is behind them. The Spurs, even though they have Wembenyama, I wouldn't like they're probably not get they're probably not going to play Wembenyama eighty two games, and they still are prioritizing development. They are probably where the Rockets were two years ago, um, except they have a generational talent, and we had Jalen Green, who's yeah. a very very good player, by the way. But the remains
2: to be seen on Vic.
3: Right. Yeah. You never, never know what
2: prospect, but not player just yet.
3: Right. Yes. Fair, fair wording there. Um, and then, you know, like you can say the jazz, I could, I could listen to an argument there on the jazz being one of the teams, not better than the Rockets, but then you still got to get two more to get the 10 and I have a hard time seeing like Den, like Denver will be ahead of them. Memphis should be ahead of them as well. Sacramento, Phoenix, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Lakers, maybe the Lakers are the team that takes a step back. The Timberwolves, that's a little tricky because I think Anthony Edwards, you know, I think Anthony Man. Edwards may be an MVP candidate if the Man Timberwolves slides. are legit. Yep. The Pelicans are maybe a team that you could target, um, but I think that their talent is, is superior to the Rockets. Um, and then I think the Thunder are also going to be ahead of them as well. Yep. And then you have Dallas who should also be better this year with a full year of Kyrie Irving and figuring that out. Maybe, maybe the, maybe the Mavericks are, you know, maybe that Luca Kyrie dynamic won't work and maybe, maybe it leads to dysfunction. I, I would be surprised if it didn't lead to at least a little bit, especially because I, of how stacked this West is right. Like teams are going to figure out like the teams that, are figuring out that their team is not as good as they thought they would be. They're going like, to button will be there. The Rockets don't necessarily have that panic button this year. The panic button for the Rockets was ending up with the fifth or the sixth worst record in the NBA because then they'll probably not going to get their pick. But I think the Rockets are like trying to catapult themselves into the play-in. I think that's their goal for this year. Um, but it's going to be difficult. Teams are going to have to take a step back in order for the Rocks to take a step forward.
2: And I think we're also going to see on a final note, I think there's obviously injuries are going to happen. What's going to happen with the, with Lillard, you know, did they, does he end up going to Miami? Does does he go to New Orleans? Does he go to New Orleans and it doesn't work out? Then both teams are screwed. We'll see, man, this is going to be fun. I I love doing this type of show with you just because you're able to look at it as a whole. It gets me excited about the season. Look, I think it's easy. The final word for me on this, it's easy to quantify this season as a success or a failure. This needs to be a team that at least reaches the play-in. They've got to be a top 10 seed, 100%. That's it. Bottom line for me, get to the dance.
3: Yeah, that, that, that'd that be a goal for them. But I think if you don't make the play-in, but you still get – um. You still get positive performances from your core six and you see positive walks in the right direction, especially with Shangun and Green, who are going to be eligible for extensions pretty soon. Um, that is probably um, where you go. In fact, if one of them takes a step back, it may be time to start thinking about moving on from them in the offseason. I hate to say that because I don't think either of them will move on. I think both of them are, are going to take that step forward. And I do think, like, that's the thing about like the Thunder, right? The Thunder are a great team to look at and compare it to the Rockets because of how they have just an excess of picks and whatnot. The Thunder this year are gonna be so good. Like I'm telling you, the Thunder are gonna be so good because all of these investments that they're making are starting to add up. And eventually that's gonna happen for the Rockets. I just think that is going to be 2025, 2026, 2027. I don't think 2024 is – I think they're, they'd they be a little pre-baked if they came out this year. Um, I think that 2025, 2026, that's like the mark you get to. But you got to go from 22 wins to the playoffs. That's not usually something that takes place in a year's time. It's going to take probably two or three. And that's why you have Van Vliet for three years, right? At the end of Van Vliet's contract, the Rockets should be a West contender, you would hope. Um, and then that's when Amend Thompson takes over and hopefully he's ready to take that step and really lead a team with Jalen Green in the backcourt. That's their plan. And to me, I think it's I think it's a good plan. Like I, I I see it working. I see I can envision the Rockets in the playoffs with this group of guys. I just don't know if it's gonna be in 2024.
2: I think that's a great place to park the rocket ship. Thank y'all so much for tuning in tonight, listening in the coming days. Uh, We will post when our next show will be. We are going to aim to be on the airwaves twice a week from now up until training camp. Once training camp hits uh, probably three to four times a week, just with everything that we're hearing and things that we're seeing, we'll make sure we keep you guys locked into all things. Kiss of death podcast. If you're on Twitter, make sure to follow the kiss of death podcast at rockets ffsn you can follow the fans first sports network at fans first sn follow my very talented co-pilot jeremy brenner on twitter or i should say should we say twitter or x i don't know which one to go with anymore
3: it's twitter fam
2: that's what i'm saying you know what go to twitter go to x go whatever you want to call that website follow the very talented jeremy brenner at
3: Jeremy Brenner is J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. And you can follow my co-pilot, Michael Brown, at
2: Mike Brown underscore 2020. We'll talk with y'all again very soon. And until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets.